Welcome. This is the Love Works Here podcast. I am Sean York. With me is Hannah Gorham. Hi, guys. Uh, this is episode four, Momentum. So it's been two weeks since we last recorded anything. Uh, you, I believe you had a wedding you were involved in, oh, correct? Yeah. My baby brother got married. That was two weeks ago. Oh my gosh, time flies. Yeah. And I did some stuff too. You did some exciting things. I'm not even going to queue it up, but what did you do? Okay. It was, I, I sing in a barbershop He's course. He's a champion, people. Okay. <laughs> Subtle. Uh, yeah, we uh, competed in the international chorus competition. And if you have not heard of the Westminster Chorus, then you should look that up. You will soon. Yes. Uh, at Westminster Chorus, I guess. And we did a Greatest Showman set. It was really good. And it went over really well. So that's what I did. This is another... Wait, did you even mention that you guys took first? Yeah, we won. (laughs) Casually. Yeah. (laughs) It turned out we won. (laughs) So that was good. It was actually a lot of fun. And so here we are. We're back. And actually, another thing that happened... Probably the biggest one. Eventful. My hard drive, my external hard drive crashed, and I lost everything... Everything that we've done so far, like, disappeared. It's gone. So Can't get us down, though. We are. No, we are on. It's We have been, you know, published to podcasts, whatever, and all this, uh, YouTube. But what's on the cloud or whatever is all we have. <laughs> so, but that's okay. We're still plowing forward, and somebody's working on that hard drive, and hopefully it gets fixed soon. It's going to cost a lot of money. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think he knows how important it is, too. You shouldn't have let it I should have said anything. I should have said like, oh, yeah. I could take it or leave it. Yeah, it's just a bunch of, yeah, puzzles and stuff. (laughs) So I had this idea not too long ago, and I don't know, it was like something that kept me up at night or something. And it was this idea of what if I couldn't pay people anymore and I had to run a business, but like money didn't matter or I wasn't allowed to pay them or something like that. And this idea was everybody would just leave, you know, so it would be like, you know, pe- people do this. They go to like a youth group or they go to these, you know, like sing in a barbershop chorus, right? <laughs> and they don't get paid for that, but they come back and there are reasons they come back. You know, there's intrinsic value. And so it's a really like backwards way of thinking about it, but then you kind of work backwards from there and say, okay, what could we give them? I really started thinking about what we offer them specifically. And so that, that kind of thought of like, man, I, if we took the money away, I wouldn't have, they wouldn't have much left. To, to stay here. And so then I thought, man, I, I need to make sure that they're getting more than just the money here, that there is some experience or there is some value. What we're going to talk about today in Momentum are these things that draw them back in and say, I want to be part of this. Even if money didn't matter, I would still do this. And so we'll, we'll talk about some stories and some tensions that we've kind of been through and the systems that we added to kind of help those tensions out. So this is episode four, Momentum. So about 10 years ago, I had one of the best managers, like this guy was awesome. And he actually left to go work at this career. And it was a great opportunity for him at the time. And he had been gone for maybe a few months. And 
I just got to thinking about him. I'm like, man, this guy, I think he could have been an operator and I think I could have taken him down the same path I did and, and, you know, made an operator out of this guy. And yeah. He wasn't done. Yeah. And I was really bummed. I said like, man, he really loved the company and, and he still did. He still, so I, so I said, Hey, can we meet? And I met with him and I said, let me propose something to you. What if you came back and I, I, you know, try to train you and get you to be an operator. I think you could do it. Of all the people I've ever had, I think that you're cut out for it. And I think you're awesome. As it turned out, the least he would ever make as an operator was going to be like the most he would ever make. At, at his job. So I, I felt like it was pretty compelling. Like there's no way he's going to turn this down when he sees the, the financials of this is case closed. <laughs> and so I, I laid everything down and he thought about it and he went and talked to his wife and he came back and he said, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, I, I can't do it. And I said, can I ask why? And he said, I'm learning so fast. And they're telling me that at, at my rate, I'm going to, I'm going to get promoted and I'm going to get promoted and I'm, gonna, and I'm, I'm working my way up really quick. And he said, I just have to see where this goes. And I can't, I, I can't give up. I want to see how, how far this goes. And I was just like, we know where this goes. Like you're, you know, like I, financially this doesn't make sense. But the fact was he was growing and he was on this journey and he was moving fast. And it was, that's addictive. Like the, the value in that was so good that he just stayed. You know, we stayed friends, but it was really tough, really tough to, to lose him because he was a great guy and a man, I wanted him to come back. But it made me realize how powerful that momentum was that he was on. And I would say like this job, every job, it's like a ride. And as long as that ride is moving, people will stay on. But the moment that ride stops, they'll get off. And it made me realize just how powerful that momentum was, that he was willing to just you know, see through like all financials, all like the future and everything and just say, this ride I'm on right now is so good. I don't want to get off of it. If it's that powerful for him, are we fully utilizing it in the business? So there's this other story about we had a tough time growing managers. You know, it, it was in the early days and trying to figure out like, how do we grow leaders and really trying to figure that out? How do you turn somebody in, you know, when your current leaders leave, how do you bring up the next class? And I was learning how to do that because we had a checklist. It was a manager checklist and it was like three pages long, right? So you had to do all these things. And I think we talked about this in an earlier podcast, but nobody worked through this, this book, this checklist. It was so long that nobody bothered. It was so intimidating. The path was there, but nobody was moving. Yeah, it was a path with no momentum. <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah. And to the point where I was having to open the next day. Like there was no one to open. So the operator, the, the owner of the business, I'm going to open. And so I told this guy, have you worked on your checklist? He's like, no, I haven't at all. And I said, I need your help. Meet me at 545. I'm going to walk you through and we're going to open together. So we did. We came at 545. And I opened the store and I showed him this, what you do. And, you know, he was used to working at 615. So I had him come in at 545. So basically I showed him how to open. Again, this guy has had no leadership training through our manual or whatever, but it was like, here's your key, just do it. And then the next day, I was like, you're good for 545, right? And he's like, okay, yeah. Okay, I'll be here at 615. So I, I bought myself like 30 minutes of extra sleep there. <laughs> and so then we, uh, the, after a few days, you know, he, now he was kind of opening. And you know, then it kind of got to be like, hey, so do you want to be one of our leaders, our key carrier you know, managers? And he didn't, like, he really didn't. And he goes, like, it's just kind of hard work and, you know. And it, he felt like 
I, I believe that he thought if you became a manager, like you learn all this stuff and you had this, you know, this, you know, life experience you get, but really for him, all it was, I'm, I'm doing the same job. Yeah. He was already doing but it. But now, yeah. But now I have to get up earlier and open the door and I'd rather not do that, you know? And there was no value in what we were learning. So the, the, the whole idea that he was getting better at his job or that he was improving his life, that he was, there was something in this job that was making him better. It, it really wasn't. And it didn't. Like, he ended up leaving and working for another job. He became very disengaged. And then eventually I had to have a talk with him and said, hey, man, if, you, if, you don't wanna, if you're not passionate about being here, I, let's look for another job for you. You know, I'll, I'll give you a letter of recommendation. It, it was a bummer that while he was – I don't know that if he looked back at his time working for me that he would say that he learned a ton. I, I don't think that he probably did. But, uh, and that's unfortunate. No, yeah. but in, for like in all seriousness, that kid probably knew more than some of the crew leaders now. Yeah, he just wasn't like documenting it. So when he looks back, just like you said, he's not going to think of any of it. That's right. Yeah. So even if an advanced team member leaves Chick Fil A, they still look back at it like fondly, even though they never made their way into leadership because oh, I did something there. It was. It's nice to have a tangible list that you felt like you completed, and and then like I made my mark here. Yeah, look at this. What I did, and yeah, for him, he had nothing, nothing to show for. And he his did. list was three pages long. Yeah. All he, it, was a, it was a failed attempt at a list, if anything. So once we realize at some point, like, A, we can't, like, nobody wants to be a manager because they can't get through this list. And B, they're not really engaged at all. Uh, it was, you know, through this whole process of reading this Delivering Happiness book by Tony Shea that we we kind of said, like, we need to take, I think in the book, like the last chapter, he actually talks about, this leadership, you know, to go through and have breaking it into smaller pieces. So you have like baby steps. So it's what we did. And, uh, we will on our Instagram love at loveworks here. Uh, we'll actually show for this episode, we will show some pictures of our checklist and what we did, but we took these checklists, this big checklist and turned it into small pieces. And so now there's the advanced team member checklist and crew lead checklist, and they're all one page. And, it's a lot easier now to, to get through. And the point was, if nobody's doing this stuff, then it's a dead-end job. Yeah, it is. But if we break it up, then now people feel like they're, they're starting to move forward and it's easy, like it's a lot more manageable. A few years after that, you know, we started having, okay, so we're going to break these lists down. They're going to be smaller. And people started doing them. And, and it worked. You know, there was people being proud of this list. And I had somebody get promoted and they finished their, it was a team lead list, what we call a team lead. It was a key, key carrier, you know, and it was actually, is a cool story about this, this kid who became a leader. And I posted it on my own social media. The comment was, you know, the cowbells were extra loud today for this, for this young man or something like that. And it was him holding his keys up, you know, as this picture. And it was the first time I had done that for a promotion. And I was proud that we promoted him, and but I was proud for him and everything. And it got a lot of likes, and a lot of people liked it and everything. And and I and I started to think, like, man, that was really powerful. Like, it meant a lot to him to be kind of featured. And uh, I think, like, after that, maybe I did, like, one more. But then I was like, I can't just be putting everybody. And I, I had to kind of choose what's not sustainable, right? And then we started doing that on the store's Instagram. So if we had a new team lead, we would put them on the store's Instagram. 
And we were one day there would be like a chicken sandwich on the Instagram, and the next day it was like, guess who got promoted? Well, of course the ones of the promotions, like everybody liked them, and they were popular and comments everywhere and everything. And the one with the chicken sandwich was just like, like whatever. I mean, our food is great, but those other ones made you feel something. Yeah, you actually there was a story there about you know the, this kid. So we realized that there was power in that, and when people saw that, it made them want to do it too. And so it became this new thing of like we have to post these things on social media because it'll make other people also want to be promoted as well. And it was contagious. When we switched apps to Slack and we started doing the Slack app for our team members. And so we decided finally we had a home for these like 30 day checklists and kind of the lower end checklists that were like still a big deal. They are still a big deal, but they're not like a uniform change or like and they a, happen way more often. They happen. Yeah. Every few days somebody completes another checklist. So we could really just fill our Instagram feed with, I would unfollow us. Yeah. (laughs) It's too much. Uh, So, and it's something that our customers don't see, but the more that we post about that in the app and I'll share those on our Instagram, I have some screenshots of them celebrating each other and it's stuff that never makes it out to the, the public eye, but it's them just cheering on each other. Yeah. I've got to say one of my favorite parts is probably like, I mean the internal, like on the Slack app, the healthy competition too, that like they're really, I mean the team leaders are coaching the team members, but also like team member to team member there. Not only are they like giving each other shout outs when they finish and commenting on the different threads, but they're also like some of those comments are, okay, well I'm right behind you or I'm next or okay, we're going up the crudely list together. Um, we just had a couple of those come in from some of the guys and it's just really cool to see them pushing each other, but then yeah. also the team leads, you know, dragging them up from the bottom to the top. And you say dragging them up and that's a great like illustration because we have somebody who's, who's working for us now that has done, an incredible job of it, it feels I, I I liken it to just pulling them into the boat, you know, <laughs> and uh, this this person has just been awesome. And like as soon as she became a leader, she's like, I'm going to get everybody. I'm, they're all coming with me, you know, <laughs> and it's a powerful thing. You know, you have to have that path. You, you do. But you've also got to start creating that momentum. And so really through social media has been a really important way of keeping it visible and keeping it top of mind that I always like to say like training happens all around you. It's constantly going on. If you're not doing it, if you're not part of it, if you're not working on your list, you're, you know, you're left out, you know? And so that's a powerful thing. Knowing that we have something, we have the tools to keep people working on these things and it all, it all helps retention. It all helps keep people here. And of course, the longer they stay, the more, you know, they're going to become lifelong friends. And that just, it goes right back to, you know, just love working here, you know. So we had a, a situation where we actually lost a few leaders to going away, uh, like a career, a couple to college. And I mean, but in the end, it was a lot of really good leaders. And we were left with we, you know, we hired like a bunch of new team members. And so, but they were all really new and closing was just a bear. And we said, what we need now more than anything, we need to move them fast because this is hurting us big time. It, it really is. And so it, it was tough because we didn't know, I mean, you don't know where to start. You know, it helps to have those leaders, of course, that are pulling people into the boat, right? It helps to have, but we didn't, those are gone now. And all we have was these directors and then this whole group of red shirt team members that have just got hired. Now here's the crazy thing. And this is the only time I've ever seen this happen, but this group of red shirt, brand new team members started to like morph into this click 
of new people. And you know, like every time, like you go to any business, there's like a click and it's usually like this center group of leaders and, you know, people that know what they're doing, but like the ivory tower. Yeah. Like the biggest group were the people that didn't know what they were doing. And it was (laughs) horrible because it was like, Oh, we're all friends. And it was like cool to like, run away from customers, you know, like, like, Oh, there's customers. And like, Oh, I'm going to go to the back. And like, that became the cool thing to do. And all of like, it was like, they were creating their own culture of, you know, like not good work habits. It's like they had created this group and there wasn't enough leaders around there carrying the torches to say, Hey, stop doing this. They were their own ecosystem. <laughs> it was a scary situation. So we sat down in this, uh, this director meeting and we said, we've got to change this and how are we going to do it? Okay. We got to, it's like we got to pick off a couple of these and, and we got to turn them into leaders. You know, we got to, we got to pull them in and, and really focus. And so we get this leadership checklist book, this big binder, and we start flipping pages through it. And, you know, you, at the time, I think we had like 60 people and it was one. Okay. How many do those? Have? Okay. Oh, here's one. He looks like he's getting close to finishing his list. Okay. Maybe let's work on this person. And what we ended up doing it was just flipping through papers. And then the next week we do the same thing. Okay. Who, and it was flipping through papers and papers and papers and lists. And I said, okay, this is just way too much effort and time. So I said, I'm going to come up with a system and the training director is going to go through this whole book and she's going to look for anyone who is 75% or higher completed a list. And those people that are 75%, those are the ones that, that we think we can push over the edge, you know, and, and get them. And then we can have a promotion. So I don't want to talk about the whole team. I just want to talk about like the three or four people that are close to finishing that list. And it, it reminds me of this, this movie. It was the, uh, this star Wars movie, the star, Wars, the last Jedi. Okay. The one where that's like on the salts where it's all like red salts, the newer star Wars. Oh, yeah, movie. Yeah. And they have, uh, what's the, Kylo Ren. It, you're going to find out right now that I know nothing about Star Wars, but it's a good illustration. And here I thought going in that you were totally into it. Yeah. No, this is so this is Luke Skywalker's there and he and he shows up and they have Kylo Ren and all this his whole army shows up. And I think the the quote he says is I want every gun we have to fire on that man. And they're like, "Okay." And they all and they all and it's Luke Skywalker. And I'm not going to spoil the movie. I'm pretty sure everyone's seen it. <laughs> it was but like two episodes ago. Yeah. So anyway, that was the idea that I, that I kind of felt is like, we need one person and all these directors, whatever's on that list, anyone who works with them, (laughs) you're on them, you're on them, you're on them, you're on them. We're going to promote this person. And so we get one and then we can post it on social media and then, okay, who's next? Now we'll go down that list. So the system is going through once a month, finding where everyone is on their list, who's close. And otherwise, you know, the momentum slows down and you can go through seasons where people just stop doing their lists. So it's important for us to be really intentional about who's almost there, who's really close and how do we get them over? Because again, it's contagious. Once it starts, everybody else wants to be promoted, especially when you're posting on social media, when they see it, when they're getting the notifications through their internal app. Uh, it's something that, you know, if you can, if you can tip one over, then it's the domino effect. And then everyone again is back into this, you know, pattern of, of wanting to be promoted. So, I mean, I watched it today with Katie in the office, but she like is having to spend a lot of time 
with a team leader because she's literally shadowing and then she'll take it over. But they're becoming friends all the while. Yeah, every one of these, every one of these pillars in this framework, when executed, it all grows trust. Like they all, all of them grow trust. And, and this is where you start to see trust happen in momentum. So the next area that we'll talk about in this is kind of a system is this annual check-in. So we went to our Chick-fil-A seminar and Matthew Kelly was there and he wrote the book dream manager. And if you haven't read it, it's awesome. It's changed the way I think about, you know, leadership and your role obviously was talent and culture for a while. And we, I said like, you should do these sessions and, and dream manager type sessions. And it was tough. It was a lot of people. And I think every organization is kind of like, man, where, when do you do this and how do we do this? And so what we landed on was if, if we can make it, if we can systemize it and say on their anniversary, if we just said, let's ask them five questions three to five questions on their anniversary, that's doable. That's sustainable. And so we started doing that and you were doing that for a while. And I think you had come back and, you know, you had, you started doing these and you're like, man, these people are leaving the, they were very simple sessions, just a few questions. And they were leaving these sessions, like totally fired up, working on their list. And it was amazing to me from the side, like you were spending, you know, 30 minutes with this person and all of a sudden they leave this session and they're on fire, you know? So I don't know if you remember any of those, but it's from where I stood, it was really powerful, you know, kind of the process of that. Yeah. I think that because you, I mean, there's some people that are always on your radar as they are finishing their list, like you're checking in, you're spending time with them. And then there's other ones who, like you said, they're somewhat disengaged. They haven't really touched their list for one reason or the other, but then you sit down with them and you just ask them a simple question. Like they've been around for a year. They've seen a lot of things. They've met a lot of people. They've seen a lot of people go, but you just literally sit down to talk with them and all of a sudden they have so much that you realize that they know. And it's like, Oh my gosh, you are, as you're talking, you're telling me you're done with this list and pretty much this list. You just haven't picked it up yet. So they know so much more than you think and you don't know what they know until you ask. There are people that just need someone. They they just need to know that somebody believes in them just a little bit. And if you said, how come you aren't working on your list? It's almost like in their head, they think they're not working on it because they don't think that they'll ever be able to accomplish it or no one believes in them or nobody thinks they can. And the moment that somebody says, oh, you could totally do this. That's it. That's all they needed. Like that just little tiny bit. And to illustrate that, just even in my life, I've been doing, you know, being an operator for like 13 years now and we have 180 employees now. I think when we started this podcast, it was 160. That was like <laughs> Marty, yeah. two months ago. It's crazy that the, the how it's growing. But uh, with this podcast, as a matter of fact, a friend of mine, Justin Clark, who's an operator uh, out in South Carolina, him saying you should do a podcast, and and me saying like I don't even I, well, how would I I don't know, and then he said you should totally do it. People would listen, really, and literally like this whole thing, it. It only exists, all these these cameras and these <laughs> microphones and all of it only exists because somebody said, I think you could do it and I think people would appreciate it. And I said, like, that's all I needed. That's all I needed. And that's me. That's I've been, you know, doing a lot of stuff <laughs> for a long man. time. <laughs> yeah. And even I need that. And it's it's amazing. Every single it's a human thing. It's a human thing. And so being like knowing the power in that and knowing how important it is, we have to be intentional about scheduling it. And so if we do that on their anniversary and just say, even if it's only two questions, three questions, you know, what do you like doing? What's tough for you? 
you know, what things do you really enjoy doing and what's next for you? And just a little bit of, I think you can do it. It's, I mean, it's amazing what, what comes after that. The last thing I think that I would mention in this, I mean, what we talked about today. So we talked about the checklist that are very doable. We talked about social media posts and perpetuating that and that always top of mind. And we talked about having that routing form that we're always looking at who's next, who's next, who's next, and trying to push those right over the edge and get them in promoted. And then we talked about that annual check-in. But it's important to know, like, these were four systems. But I've seen this, and I know you've seen it. There are a lot of things that can stifle momentum. And these four things will fix those. But it's important as we start to work through this framework that if you're listening here, that you listen to every episode of like pillar one, pillar two, you know, accountability, trust, because just like, you know, turnover can affect momentum where all of a sudden, like nobody's doing their list cause they're all new. Like that can affect, but just as easily lack of accountability in a business can stifle momentum. You can stifle momentum by having a bad path. Like we talked about having that three-page list that nobody goes through. That stifles momentum. Lack of trust can stifle momentum. Sometimes you can have a, a group of people and nobody wants, nobody wants to be a leader. And you imagine like this boat that is your, you know, your team leads are all in this boat. If you get to a point in your business where nobody wants to be a team lead, it could be that there's a major trust issue in that boat. And everyone's like, I'd, be, I'd rather be swimming in the water with the sharks than to be in that boat. And you have to kind of, as a leader, kind of go, what's going on in that boat that nobody wants to be a part of? Or do we have some trust issues in the store? Maybe some gossip against each other. And they go, man, there's so much turmoil in that boat. I don't want to be in it, you know? And that can stifle momentum. You know, you kind of have to look into that. And so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in the trust episode. We'll talk about that in the accountability episode. So just a reminder as we work through these, the, the importance of all the pillars have to work together in this framework. So that's it. Next episode is going to be a family. A lot of times, I think when people visit the store, a lot of the takeaways are all the stuff that we do with the photos and the, 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 the touchy-feely, like the good family <laughs> stuff that feels good. Uh, but I'm glad that we did a path of momentum first because you can have a great family, but if people aren't moving forward, they're going to go somewhere else. They'll say, I can have this family. I can go work somewhere else. I'll just hang out with you guys after work. You know, I can still have this family. So they got to be moving forward. Momentum's important. So that was it. That was episode four, Momentum. And uh, thank you for tuning in, right? This yeah, is, definitely. Thanks for being here with us, guys. Yes. And I want to say this too. This is random, but we just really kind of went live on this this last week. And I've gotten so many emails of encouragement. And I like it's amazing to me. Thank you. If you're listening to this and you took the time to email me or to message me, uh, man, we talk about you know that annual check-in. We talk about the power of telling people that they can. And I, I cannot tell you how much that has been to me. So it's been cool. And I've, I've let Hannah read a couple of those. So, <laughs> but um, thanks for believing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's it. Take care of yourselves and be well. Mm-hmm.